The sea and the beach of Portobello have inspired several of the artists who have come to live here. But Nicola McFarlane Young, who founded Beach Arts in 2011, doesn't just use her surroundings for inspiration, she uses items she's found on the beach to create her artworks. She's out beachcombing pretty well every day, looking for interesting driftwood, shells and sea-washed glass. And her reputation now stretches well beyond the shores of the Forth. As you'll hear, earlier this year she was invited to speak at the International Beachcombing Conference in Hawaii. It's all a long way from what started as a hobby, well, more of a passion, and turned into a business not long after her daughter was born. The pieces I was making for myself and my home was getting snapped up by friends, family, visitors. Uh, yeah, I even had a postman that bought a piece for his wife. People were saying, you should sell this. I approached a shop. My first shop was Cove in Portobello. And uh, they kindly said, yeah, we'd love to stock your pieces. And Libby was just taking it over. So it was a new venture for both of us. It just went from there. It just grew and grew and... Um, I think I'm going to be in like nine or ten shops and galleries now and all over Scotland. Yeah, the first of furthest north, I think, is Inverness. Yeah, well, it's uh, further than Inverness. It's um, near Banff, Portsoy, and then right down to Eyemouth and the borders. So where do you get your raw materials from? The beach, and I have hot spots. <laughs> and you're not uh, going to tell me where these are? No. <laughs> Portobello's good, certain... Parts of Portobello is good for driftwood. There's a few beaches in Edinburgh. East Lothian's good. I've go all over. Because the raw materials you're using, it's not just driftwood. It's other found things yeah. that you've got through your beachcombing. Found metals, found seashells. Definitely checking them. That there's you know no live creatures in them, and found sea glass and pottery. So you've actually even got some pieces of the original pottery that was made here in, in Portobello, or yeah. rather shards of it, not the whole thing. I found lots of shards of it. To come back and research it and find, oh wow, this is where it's from, 17, 1800s, it's, it's just incredible. The history behind it and how it survived, you know, tumbled in the sea for so long. So give me an idea of the kind of pieces that you create from this assortment of found material? I have like a few bestsellers, you know, candle holders, frames, mirrors, shelves. I've just started to make bigger pieces. It's better weather, it's springtime, so I'm going into sort of chairs and dining tables and real statement pieces. When you're buying this, it's a one-off piece and and it's a statement piece, a talking piece. I was really intrigued that uh, you're working on on a commission at the moment of little wooden ferrets. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about those. Yeah, that's a lady in England has said that she's been following my Beach Heart Facebook page and she's seen a little Highland cow that I made and said, I have two unusual pets there's not a lot of artwork for these pets. <laughs> They're a specific colour, but I love them to be in driftwood. Uh, she doesn't live by the sea or anything. So we, I just send her pictures and say, is this the kind of thing? We've tried a few different ways of doing it, consult her along the way, and um, she's really happy with them. They just need their whiskers, and they're set in the frame and they're ready to go. A but, what you, what but what you've done there is you've taken small pieces of driftwood uh-huh. and created the flowing shape of the ferret. Yeah, to sort of capture the soft fur. 
I imagine their software. I'm only working from four photographs, <laughs> so <laughs> this is what I imagine. And and they're kind of lying down, and she's hugging them. So she just said, "I'd like them standing up, facing each other." And I've added a heart-shaped pebble, which actually I found down at Seafield. Now you have a workshop actually inside the house, but also quite a, a workspace in a shed outside. Where do you spend your time? running up and down the stairs between both (laughs) I've left the glue there oh my nail gun is upstairs yesterday I did my first bit of work outside because the weather's a bit better and I just work away with a radio I have a dog so I can speak to the dog walkers on the field in front of the house or down at the beach I thought um, you were going to say you spoke to the dog. Or <laughs> that happens as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I also notice that you paint. Yes. What is the balance between the different forms of creation? The painting is mainly just for myself. My real love is wood and collecting. The collecting is getting quite out of hand. It's in the kitchen, it's in the spare room, it's in the sitting room, it's in the dining room, it's in my shed. Yes, one can recognise your house very easily because of the amount of driftwood that's in the front garden. It's front, we're looking out over the back at the moment. Yes, there is driftwood in the back as well. It's uh, all yeah, over the place. Yeah, it'd be difficult to move. I have had a friend who's a fireman say... I'm a bit concerned <laughs> and and other people that thought it was for my wood burner but it's definitely not yeah my neighbor's friend said well you must be you must like the heat like no 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 I don't burn this wood so looking forward what is your ambition I like to actually have some staff I'd like to you know have more time to design I see it going in lots of shops I have like maybe my own cafe gallery when um, my daughter's a bit older, my own exhibitions. As soon as I get, you know, more freedom as she grows up, and more time to devote to my work. Because um, if people want actually to see some of it, they can see it in Tide. Yeah. The the cafe at the bottom of King's Road. King's Road, and all the shops and galleries have a good selection. But yeah, I'm just getting a new website made at the moment. And, um, and of course you've got your Facebook page as well. Which is really good, yeah, it's close to sort of 3,000 people following it um, all over the world and that's how I got in touch with the, the link to go to the trip to Hawaii, to the International Beachcombing Conference in February this year. So the, that trip to Hawaii, that was you talking about your beachcombing? Yes, you know, what I make from driftwood and where I find it and how do you see something in it. I got an invite to actually go and give a, a lecture. What sort of response did you get? Everybody who attended the conference was um, from America and they absolutely loved Scotland and they loved everything I brought, the, the history behind it. You know, a lot of people had Scottish heritage. Even the people I'd met from Hawaii, some Scottish ancestors had went in the whaling years ago and you know had settled there. My talk was really well received and uh, they wanted to buy the sea glass and sea pottery because it was just so special to them. Speaking of found things, there was another thing that you found which has actually been already in the news, your message in the bottle. Yeah, that was a great find in 2013. It was just a really special story of forbidden love. A couple couldn't be together and they were sending their love, so it was addressed da hai to the ocean, written in Chinese script. It's beautiful brown paper and really well 
wrapped up in this lovely glass bottle with a stopper and a cork and the evening news happened to phone about beach huts being put on Portobello again and asked a bit about what I did and I said oh, I found a great thing last night and then within like two hours there was a reporter here and then took me to the beach and it was a great story it was a, a lovely find and it inspired my daughter's school to think about messages and what would you want to write then it actually got on to conservation and a beach clean from it, so which is another thing that's dear to my heart. I started a one-piece sort of campaign on trying to get people to just take one piece of beach litter away with them. If you're a dog walker, you're passing a bin. If you're enjoying the beach, it's a great thing to encourage your children to do, and it might be a habit for life. And we could, you know, maybe save our oceans from drowning in the plastic. So not just an artist, but a conservationist as well? Absolutely. Keen environmentalist. I I recycle everything. That's my love of the found objects. You know, it's recycling in its purest form. You can follow Nicola on her Facebook page, where you can see some of her work, or alternatively, look out for her new website, beach-arts.com.